It's time for DJ and Sue's Kitty Hour Countdown with special guest Toppy Smelly. And we, we should now be live on Pride48.com. Well, hello there, folks. I got to log into here. the chat room. <laughs> yes, and as I understand it, is is the new year in um, Greenwich Mean Time, where our good friend, the Shy Yeti, is. So, Happy New Year! Well, yes. he, he always beats us to the punch, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. He sure does. <laughs> Um, I think it's also been uh, New Year's in the Budapest. Mm-hmm. Our friend Hadam is out there. Uh, yeah. So if he if he's possibly listening, hi to Hatem in Budapest. Yes, and I believe that we have hit New Year. We have already passed the New Year's in New Zealand and Australia, and I have some gamers that I play with there. I doubt if they're listening to us, but. I would send out a Happy New Year to all of them. Yay. So apologies, guys, for the delay. We are actually awaiting our fourth member of this quorum, and then we will get the show underway. So um, this is, of course, DJ Star Sage, and you are here with me and the Duchess Sue. Say hello, Sue. Hi. And we also have with this Toppy Smelly from the Smellcast. Do I have this right? That's right. You got it exactly right, Duchess. Thank you. I'm here. You're, Hello, you're everybody. And we are waiting for brothers. Um, Sinatus. Sinatus. Okay. Thank yeah, you. Sin- Sinatus. It's C I N. Sinatus. Okay. A E D U S. And I don't really know what Sinatus means, if anything. Brother Sinatus has been listening to Pride 48 Little Shoes forever and ever, and he listens to a whole lot of them. Mm-hmm. And he used to do a little podcast himself called Music Memories. And yes, I, would, that uh, I understand. Yeah, that he's. Yeah. And I believe that he is joining us because he is very good in music. He knows he knows this stuff really well. So. Uh, yeah, he's. Uh, uh, a huge fan. Well, he seems to appreciate all eras of music. Yeah. Yeah. And um, seems to have knowledge in that department. Now, who's a New Year baby? Is that uh, anyone we know? Hi, New Year baby in the chat room. I don't know. Um, uh, num- I, haven't, I haven't looked at the <laughs> chat room. Perhaps I should be doing that. That's quite all right, Duchess. Um I was going to designate our uh, Toppy as our go-to guy for the communications realm. Oh, well, yeah. I should at least have it up so I can take <laughs> a look at it. Yeah, we'll just uh, say hi to who's here at the moment. Uh, New Year, baby. Uh, number one Chinese kitchen. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> and Shy uh, Yeti from over there in the Londons has joined us so far in the chat. Oh. Well, we should definitely say hello to all of them, and Happy New Year to all of those who have passed. Who the New Year have, point. Have hit the New Year point, yeah. <laughs> uh, Paul uh, Shayetti, why don't you type there, 
in the chat room and just tell us how 2017 feels so far. Just so far. <laughs> just give us your impressions, you know, your immediate impressions of 2017. All right, he's going to type in there because we do have a, a bit of a delay. So, Oh, he okay. says, wait a minute. He says, it's looking okay. I can hear fireworks. Ooh. So they're... They're well, shooting that's us. exciting. You know, I, I mean, for all we know, it might be Guy Fawkes Day there in L- the Londons, but I'm pretty sure it's it's New Year's. No, Toppy, I should hope that none of the aliens are trying to set off fireworks in uh, <laughs> the Yeti's apartment there. So I could, uh, does he have aliens there? Yes, he does. He's harboring does he have aliens. Are kinds of aliens, or does he have real aliens? Well, I'm not sure what real aliens are, but these are the little funny ones in the spaceship. Oh, okay. <laughs> those so, kinds of aliens. I think those are real aliens as opposed <laughs> to aliens that we allegedly have. <laughs> yes. He says he can't see the fireworks, but he can hear them. Well, hmm. I think that's lovely. Well, it is uh, kind of lovely. It It's too bad he can't see them. He apparently does not live in a high enough building. <laughs> well. high enough in uh, his building. Yeah, he lives very close to London, uh, and uh, but not not he works in London, but he commutes, and then he's got a little place, a little flat, as they say, uh, outside of London. Mm. It sounds good to me. Yes, and uh, a New Year baby or number one Chinese kitchen. Uh, uh, hi to you both, and uh, I don't recognize your names, but um, glad you're with us. Oh, uh, the Shy Yeti types, the railway is in between me and the fireworks, and I'm not going out. You're my new year, not the fireworks. So Ah. uh, he's depending on us for some slight bit of entertainment and interesting things, so we'll try not to disappoint you, Shy Yeti. Okay, I am just finishing up getting this together here, and let's see. So, I did have a few things planned for this, and let's see if I can get this going. Um, have we seen any further evidence of Brother Sinatus? Yeah, he is uh, attempting to log into Skype. He's working on okay. it. Okay, so... Um, Happy New Hey! <laughs> I'm telling you, we have production value for you fellas tonight. Yes. Fellas and gals, gals and, and well, well, guys, there. I understand DJ has a new toy. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I was um I was informed my for my by my better half that I should start the show off with a joke and that's that um this year is very unique in that uh, as we go into 2017 and say goodbye to 2016, well, baby New Year is starting the year off with a full diaper. <laughs> wow. That's a bad joke. <laughs> play, that, play that again. <laughs> no. So, I think that without further ado, we could probably move forward and go into our um, top five list. So, as part of our um, greater entertainment value tonight, we're going to bring you 
our special top five lists, and these are going to be uh, songs that are favorites of each of us tonight. So starting this off will be The Duchess Sue, and uh, as you can see in the notes here, uh, we have our first song. Um, did you want to tell us a little bit about that, Sue? And, and this is the Pickle song. Uh, yes, it is. By Arlo Guthrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband thinks that this is actually part of Alice's Restaurant. And I don't know that. It is definitely on the album Alice's Restaurant, if any of you are familiar with Arlo Guthrie and some of his early work. And it is a very, it is a quite simple song. And I act, mm-hmm. this was big in 60, 69, 70. I graduated from high school in 69. So this is a big year for the world. And this was the year of all sorts of exciting stuff. Well, uh, we had, uh, what did we have? Um, the big music party back east on the farm. I can't remember um, the Well, n- I'll give you a big clue. It's Snoopy's best friend. It's the, oh, uh, yeah, I can't read. Oh. It's Woodstock. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go. God, I can't read. This is terrible. My mind is just taking a, a break. But but I always liked uh, Arlo Guthrie. I like the a lot of folk singers. And I particularly like this because I used to own a motorcycle. Mm. And it's true. I don't want a pickle. I just want to ride on my motorcycle. Okay. Well, I'm gearing <laughs> up that song here. You know, this is this is just hopefully a warm-up because once we get this perfected, the Duchess and I hope to um, entertain you, as it were, at least once a month. So... Yes, yeah, so... Um, this this is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I I have to say, uh, DJ, that considering you you just literally got this mixer and put it all together, um, uh, the fact that you've connected and we're all here and you're playing sound effects, well, I don't know if I could have done that that easily. <laughs> yeah. I, maybe it wasn't easy. I don't know, but I. <laughs> You know, I, I feel a kinship with my ancestors because this mixer is German-made. <laughs> so here we go. It is the motorcycle song by Arlo Guthrie. And you guys will have to tell me if this is loud enough. Are you hearing that okay? I am. Yep. Okay, so I'll just give this a couple of minutes, and you can go ahead and tell me a little about that song you were going on. So you were well, there's there's not much else to tell you about it. It's it's uh, I, I I like I say I I have a warmness in my heart for it because I owned a motorcycle for quite a while, mm-hmm. and I did love riding it. I sometimes wish I still had it. <laughs> Yes, I, I, uh, over the years that I've known you, I've, I've often thought that you were a motorcycle mama at heart. I, I really don't know what else to tell you about it. Um, it, uh, it is a, I, it's a song I like. It's, uh, it, you don't hear it very often. Mm-hmm. I've heard him play it in concert. 
uh, because Alice's Restaurant is a little long to play in concert, being uh, like a half an hour uh, between 30 and 40 minutes long. Uh, <laughs> so that's really hard to play in concert. But it is a wonderful, that also is a wonderful song, but it is really, really long. And uh, a lot of people don't want to listen to it except in the background of some. Now, what year is this song from? Uh, I am not entirely certain. This has got to be in the uh, early, probably in the early 70s. Okay, so you were still quite a young girl then. Oh, yeah, I was in my, I was probably in my 20s then. Oh, okay, so I understand the motorcycle part then. This this came out at, at a time yeah. that uh, you were of age. Oh, yes, I was, I was of age. I, so this is I, Sue's yeah. Wind in the Hair song. In a sense, that's that's true. The uh, but it, it's kind of uh, I, I guess the other thing is that I really love dill pickles. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was it was sort of one of those things about well, if, you know, having to choose between things that you like. Um, you know, you can't always have everything. And um and and it it just is one of those kind of things. It's short. I I never heard it very often. I mean it's not a thing that I don't remember them playing it on the radio at all. They may have, but I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. Um being a folk singer, Guthrie was not big on the radio stations I listened to. Mm-hmm. Uh, they usually drug Arlo out for when they talked about important dates of his father's life. Mm-hmm. And Arlo and his sister were also drugged out to talk about um, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, um, which his father had and died of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just just uh, in case... You know, nobody knows. Uh, Arlo Guthrie's father was Woody Guthrie. Oh, yes. Who who became famous for his folk songs uh, from the Depression era onward. Uh, So uh, Woody Guthrie's voice, musical voice, was like the the musical voice of the Depression era and the Dust Bowl. And uh, when all of that was happening, he was writing and singing songs about the lives of, of people living. The stuff, yeah. and uh, and his son Arlo uh, came into prominence in the '60s and sort of took up that same uh, folk music, where where uh, uh, Gestalt, where you're telling the stories of people, and of course his era, as you can imagine, uh, would have been the rise of the Vietnam War. It was one of the things he. That that Arlo Guthrie would would become famous for writing songs about. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and he also did a lot of work with Pete Seeger, who was also one of Woody Guthrie's uh, compatriots. Uh, they mm-hmm. were about the same age, I believe. Yeah, Woody was, I think, maybe a little wilder in some ways than Pete was. I think Pete was a little more. Uh, well-founded, but um, or grounded in, in but um, 
Woody certainly was was probably more famous than and had and also I think the fact that he died in 1957 I believe um maybe it was later than that but for some reason I'm picking up on that that's just what's in my mind I didn't for any reason look that up mm-hmm. and I knew I probably should because in some ways you can't talk about Arlo without talking about his dad although right. I'm sure that bothers him sometime so, um and neither Arlo nor his sister, whose name fails me, uh, had children because they were afraid of passing the disease on. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and they weren't at, at that time. And in, in the sixties, there was not a way to figure to find out. They couldn't do blood tests or anything. I think now they can. Uh huh. But I think that Arlo and his sister well past the stage of having children. So, yeah, they um, – I, I don't know. I've watched a number of things about um, – I can't remember the official name of this disease. It's the same disease that uh, the scientist has. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mean uh, – <laughs> now yes. I'm blanking on the scientist. Yes, the, I uh, do mean the famous that. big brain in the wheelchair. Yes. Stephen Hawking. Yes. Stephen Hawking. Yes. It's the same disease that he has. How he has managed to live as long as he has, no one understands. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there have been other people, uh, such as Woody, that had this disease and just it it shortened their life a great a great deal, but Steve Hawking has been alive for, I don't know, 40, 50 years. Yeah, I don't I, know I, how. I just, I, I don't know for certain, but he's been along, alive for a long time, and there have been some of his, his colleagues who have been in much better health than he, mm-hmm. uh, who have passed away that were the same age as he. So, yeah. uh, folks know. in the chat room are uh, GFN General saying that would be ALS. Uh, yes. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, uh, and I won't try to pronounce the amyotrophic uh, uh, lateral sclerosis. Anyways, mm-hmm. yes. It's, uh, it's, so, it, on a similar note, from that same time period, comes another song on our top five list. Uh, we move on from Arlo Guthrie to a song that was one of Brother Sinatus's top five, and. Oh. Um, so we will, shall we just bring this back to a little bit of a party environment? And uh, Duchess, let me pour you a drink here. Oh, okay. That would be good. And what are we drinking? We're having a little bit of champagne. Oh, is this the champagne that tastes like cola? <laughs> <laughs> like Coca-Cola? It could be. Especially since you uh, had your royal <laughs> subjects order it upon request. Uh, do, you don't get the reference to that, do you? I'm afraid I don't. You don't know the words to Lola. Oh, yes, that's coming up as well. Yes. All right. And, and while that we're... first song on Brother Sinatus's list, I think, is is uh, several years after the song that I was talking about. Because and while, just... while we're also hopefully waiting mm-hmm. uh, for Brother Sinatus... To join us on Skype, why don't, uh, why don't I uh, welcome the rest of the people who have been joining us as we've been talking? Well, yes, uh, in the chat room, uh, Brother Snedis has joined us. Uh, GNF General has joined us. Uh, Moo 
Moose. Moose <laughs> has joined us. New Year, Gavin. Uh, has joined us now. Gavin is usually who you would find on this time slot, uh, doing his poking it with a stick, a little shoe. Uh, we're glad to see you here, Gavin. RT Cruiser from the future uh, over there in uh, the Australias. He's already welcomed in 2017. Yes. Uh, RT Cruiser, uh, we've asked Shayetti to do this now. RT Cruiser, if you wouldn't mind. Just type into the chat room your first impressions of. Uh, anyways, uh, why don't, uh, instead of uh, going right to Brother Sinatus' uh, music, mm-hmm. can, can we... Um, we'll move on to the next song? Move, move on to the next one. Okay. And then hopefully Brother Sinatus can come. I was, mm-hmm. was thinking, is it possible to go on to... Uh, Toppy's song? Here? Yeah, yes, is next on the list, so I'm just bringing up our yes, next song that would, there. Yes, that would be good. Okay, so I'm waiting here. Sorry about this, folks. Technical difficulties. Those, uh, you know, do come on your first time. Yes, folks, this is his first time. Um, and uh, let me just read off. Uh, more people are, are coming in. George in Atlanta is here. Good humor, hey. Penguin. Good to see you here. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy Bears here, and of course Kathy, Kathy Bacon came in. I believe that's all. Uh, Mr. Mike, 1972 is here, and uh, there you go, folks. We're getting to have a big old chat room here. Okay. Well, this is nice. Now, I believe my first song was Godspell, was it not? It was. And all right. I will yes. go ahead and cue that up here. Yeah, cue that up. Here's what I got to say. Unlike you guys and most people, I did not have what you call your usual relationship with music. In other words, I never sat around the record player with my 45s. And, uh, you know, uh, sitting on the floor, listening and spinning my records. I never really had a tape collection where I'd pop in the old tapes and make mixed tapes. Nope, I never did that. I did have a relationship with music, but it was on the radio, just good old AM radio. And it was fine and hunky-dory. I think we're getting... uh, Really? Uh, you listen to AM radio I in the 70s? To, oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not placing your age, I, so I, I, I'm not. But you seem to know something about I the, do believe the 70s that we've got, I do believe that Brother Sinatus may be among us. This is Brother Sinatus. Excellent. Yay. Yay. You made it. And uh, 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 welcome, Brother Sinatus. I'm not sure if your earphone volume is really loud. But we're hearing a little bit of that. If you, if you could possibly turn that down, I think we're going to be all set here. And uh, is the uh, music volume still okay? I'm not hearing it at all. Oh. <laughs> Are we playing day by day? Yes, I God's spell? Yeah, turn it up. Okay. Getting it? Oh we yes, I remember this. Oh. Is that loud enough? I think so. But now if we're going to talk about it, you're going to have to turn it down. Sure. Okay. 
Is that better? No, you got to go way down or they're not going to hear us. Yep. Is that good? I would just stop playing it. (laughs) (laughs) I I put it back to where it was very faint in the background. All right. Okay. So, folks, the reason I chose this uh, is because uh, I wouldn't say it got a heck of a lot of play on the radio, uh, but that was my relationship with music, just what happened to be on the radio. So it did kind of happen to be the top 40 kinds of things. But the reason I chose this is because, because in sixth grade, we had an unusually talented music teacher. Yes, Our school had music, and it was taught, and we had money for it, and people thought it was important. How about that? In elementary school. It is. (laughs) And it should be, uh, but all too many times, people decide that the arts are uh, something that we can pass on, and that's that's shortchanging kids, I really believe. But it's we have, true. It's also hurting their ability to learn math and science and sure. stuff. Sure. For some reason, knowing things about the arts, uh, literature, acting, uh, music helps people so that they can learn. Yes. They can learn math. They can learn engineering uh, pro- programs and and foreign languages much easier. I, I agree. Just to put a a shout in for if they ask you for money to 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 support arts in schools, please please vote for it. It's very Ask yourselves. It's good for children. It's good for us. <laughs> yeah, people don't think, oh what you know, you gotta get the uh Four R's in there, the three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Mm-hmm. But no, it's very important. Anyways, Godspell. Well, I chose that because we had a very wonderful music teacher. And I, oh, heaven help me, I've forgotten his name. But think, going back in my mind, very obviously a gay man. Mm-hmm. I mean, now that, you know, now I know he was gay. But he was very flamboyant. He had a wonderful personality, and he got all of us excited about music. And we had what they called the sixth grade sing. And we all were on these, uh, uh, on stage, and uh, we, we looked like a chorus. And uh, we had this performance in the evening, and all the parents came. And mm-hmm. Godspell, I remember it because that was one of the songs we sang. And that's why I chose it. And uh, I remember singing it, and I remember having a great time. And uh, you know, I was a shy kid, and this art, this music teacher, got all of us to feel comfortable up on the stage. And he would be there at the piano, uh, mm-hmm. and his back was to the audience, but we could see his face, and he would yeah. give us all these signals of reassurance and going like, "Yeah, you're doing great, man." Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was. This, People, uh, instructors, uh, teachers like this are gems, and uh, he was one of them. And I wish I could remember his name. So that's Godspell. That's why it's on there. And, you know, Toppy, I was going to say, coming from a small-town environment, too, I always felt uh, very uh, fortunate to have been through the education experience that I did because um, I had a really great music teacher, too. In fact, I think several of my school teachers had been people that had been in the Peace Corps. It was that sort of time frame that people had survived the 70s in Vietnam. And so I had had quite a few teachers that had had some life experience. And 
my music teacher ended up having gone to college with my uncle Chris, and I just thought that was such a small <laughs> world. <laughs> oh gosh, brother Sinatus, any thoughts on Godspell? Um, I, the only thing I remember is I acquired that one as my Columbia free um, <laughs> records. <laughs> but I think it was because they misread one of my checks and I was trying to get a Stones album. Oh, <laughs> oh I see. yeah, I can see that. I was going to say, as school kids, we're not as impressed with Godspell as we were with Hair. Now, it was always my belief that they came out with Godspell and some other things to, to uh, make up for uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Mm-hmm. Ah. And for hair and, and and some of the other musical offerings that were being had at the, that were on stage at the time. Yeah, uh-huh. I I remember the hair was taught in our sc- high school in our <laughs> in one of our English classes. <gasps> oh my god! So that's what year are you talking about that? What? I, what, what year are you talking about that? What, what? I graduated in 71, so I think it was actually probably the 70, 71 year. It that would have been brand new almost. Gosh. Oh, yeah. Well, we had a English <laughs> teacher that was very hip, too. Yeah. But again, I mean, when he talked, his wife's entre- uh, ensembles fell out of his mouth. I mean, yeah, not, not just a purse, but the full ensemble that he acquired for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, wow. that, that is great, but that's... Um, I, I'm impressed to hear that you studied here in Godspell in school, guys. <laughs> yeah, well, Godspell was pretty squeaky clean compared to hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, it was. It, uh, it And... and it was more. Uh, it was was more. It was more squeaky clean, I guess you might say, than than Jesus Christ Superstar, one of my favorite albums. Mm-hmm. I used to play it on Sunday mornings. There was a time where I lived across the street from a Methodist church, a church at which I had grown up in. But I used <laughs> to play Jesus Christ Superstar during their. Bible or Sunday school and church services <laughs> oh, <laughs> because really loud with all my windows open. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking now that we have Brother Sinatus with us, we can just take a step back for a moment and we can intro his first song. Yes, that would okay. be good. Okay. So let me go ahead and cue that up here. Let's see. And uh, Brother Sinatus, were you able to bring up the agenda through the email link I sent? Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, uh, yeah. Well, I got your email, yeah, that you sent me. Yeah. So I'm looking at it. Okay, because there should be a, a list of all of our songs here. So yeah. okay, yeah. I am getting over to that screen, and let's see. I'm just waiting for the uh, the little mouse on the ha- or the um, hamster on the wheel here. Let's see. <laughs> oh, I, dear, I think the hamster got out of the wheel. Oh, no. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> that hamster quickly. Let's see. Oh, so. isn't that great? Hey, uh, folks, uh, I just wanted to tell you that there's some people in the chat room uh, really pleased to hear Brother Sinatus here because uh, we, don't, we don't hear uh, from Brother C all that much anymore. So uh, everybody seems Well, you've got to listen to the Sanders Fair. 
Well, that's right. Yeah, you guys call in there. You and Moose. Uh, let's see. What's the what's the uh, combined name? Uh, Bromos. Bromos. There you go. And uh, Kathy Bacon um, and or any anyone else in the chat room uh, was is Brother C still echoing? How does he sound? I think he has to talk first. So how are you? No, doing, he's, brother? he's been talking. No, he uh, has been talking. <laughs> Actually, I had the the. No, we're fine. We're fine. Everyone yeah. says no echo anymore, Great. so we're good. Okay. Uh, I was uh, going to say, good. you know, I, I get the thingamabob mixed up with the whoozy whatsy all the time. I know. The framistat is what confuses me, <laughs> DJ. <laughs> so, Brother Sinatus, I am ready to gear up your song here, so I'll go ahead and get that playing, and then you just let us know a little about it here. Let's see. Just give it about Starting with its title, maybe, but right. give, it, give it a little bit to... Yeah, we st- we don't hear it, DJ. You're gonna have okay. to crank that volume. How's that? Good. Okay. So, brother Sinatus, uh, what is your uh, first song on your list? Well, the first song is "While My Guitar Gently Weeped" by the Beatles. It's on the White Album. Oh. Now, I was never a Beatles fan, particularly the early stuff. But later on, on the later. They started to get into some good music, and this is probably, I just love the guitars on this one. And actually, this if you got the regular recording from the White Album, it's not George Harrison playing the guitar, it's Eric Clapton, because he could never, Harrison just never was satisfied with the way he did it. And And he so he had Clapton play it for him, and I mean Clapton was a genius. Yeah. But I just, I this is, I just love this one. That's a, it's a beautiful one. Yeah. That was Clapton credited, or did he just do it? Under yeah, the it's, it's 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 in the fine print. You got to look for it. In fact, they had a lot of uh, people helping with that particular album. Hmm. You know, it came on. Yeah, that's the album that, um, that comes up in pop culture every so often. Like, uh, I remember in Men in Black, they were talking about the new technology and how it was super secret now that they had all this stuff being developed. And he had the uh, the little teeny disc, and he says, now I'm going to have to buy the white album again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but, my... yeah, I, I recall that uh, there was a lot of that. But, you know, many people are going back to that vinyl. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That's so much better. Uh, yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, Shayeti, I know you, you're very into music. Are, are you collecting vinyl, Shayeti? So he'll answer in a minute. Uh, well, any in, in my book, anything by the Beatles, um, you know. I don't how, know. How don't, can you not love it? Well, I don't. I help and uh, hold my hand and all that stuff. I mean. I was more of a Stones kid. Uh huh. So you, well, you like their? I think that early stuff. Um, that is just. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that they learned how to play. Well, that was and what was popular in, in England at the time too. I mean, it was the Mercy Beat and stuff yeah, like that. And, and so that was just. And then they went to to India. Yeah. And they became changed people. Yeah. And they, and they started writing different things. 
and they got more exper- experimental. That's yeah. All. That's, that's what you know. They had they had enough money to just kind of play around, and and they started doing that. Uh, and they came up with some really good stuff that that was more than just a beat you can dance to. Yeah. <laughs> If you, mm-hmm. if you remember that kind of, I do, and uh, you know, around about the time that they were doing Yellow Submarine and 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 Sergeant Pepper, uh, the you know those those were complex, um, you know, studio mixes, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just completely different from their their early days. Mm-hmm. And I think I I think like Brother C I I like that later stuff. Well, yeah, I, I almost everyone I know does, but then I mostly hang around people that like things uh, that I like the stuff they like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, <laughs> Toppy, if I may ask a question, um, yes. I provided a link to the um, the video playlist in the notes. Yes. Would yes. you be so kind as to paste that into the chat room for me? I will do that. Um, it's going to take me a few minutes to find it, but once I do, I'll paste it in there. Okie dokie. So um, we're going to go on, and I'm going to play my first song. Okay. And uh, e- each of us has a little bit of a different theme to our top five lists. Um, for me, these are going to be pride anthems. And I was mm. thinking that... <laughs> As we round out 2016, it's certainly been an interesting year, and for some, it's very nostalgic because we're ending an era, and we're about to transition into a new era. And as some of us may attest, it's always a good feeling when you get into that thumpa-thumpa, and you're in a club, and you've got um, you know the, the songs that have helped us get through tough times, and certainly in the gay community, we've had our tough times, and we, some may say we're about to head into some more. And I thought Hopefully it, not, but I, but, yeah. But, but as a community, and certainly as Pride 48, uh, we are all here together for each other. So I thought I would share some of the songs that, um, in, in my coming out and coming to accept myself, helped me to celebrate life. So um, I am just waiting for this to queue up, and then we'll get this going. How are you doing on the finding the link there, Toppy? I, I could do that if you're having... Okay, so um, you can go ahead and post the link in the chat room. What we're sharing in the chat room is a uh, video playlist of some shows that we're going to be watching. So um, this will take place after this song. So um, I'm going to be playing a Pride Anthem. And this was a very important song to me at the time. This song is uh, Believe by Cher. And it was the first of a very different sound for her. In fact, this song is arguably one of the first that introduced the auto-tune that's so popular now. And um, this is also a song that came out shortly after I did. So 
I remember being a young man living in Dallas, Texas, and I was out in the clubs. I was, well, in the, the bar neighborhood, and I was with a coworker, and I remember being outside in the parking lot, and he had his cute little sporty car. He was all dressed to go out, and I remember him turning on his stereo, and he cranked it up. Now, I... At the time, I was not a huge Cher fan. I hadn't learned about all of her history of, of performing. And so this was sort of my first introduction to uh, the later um, fame of Cher. But it is most arguably one of my favorite Pride anthems. And it is, it's a song about um, recovering from a breakup it's uh, do you believe in life after love and some people think that this song may have been inspired by her ability to pick herself up and move on after she and Sonny uh, parted company and Mm -hmm. of course there was a a a very famous incident that occurred I want to say on the David Letterman show where unbeknownst to Cher she and Sonny were reunited and um, she was very upset at David Letterman for doing this because she would not have never have agreed apparently if she knew he was going to be there but uh, she broke into tears and they sang I've Got You Babe together that really excited her and folks if you want to see this it's really kind of a magical moment it is on YouTube uh, I'm sure you can figure out what to search for. Uh, but the thing is, you know, I I guess DJ's right. They didn't plan it and they didn't rehearse it, but they did it right there. And it was pretty damn special. It really was. Well, it made I, I'm sure that Cher was really upset with this. This man was not very nice to her. And when she finally admitted it to herself and broke away from him, I don't think she wanted anything else to do with him. Well, uh, maybe not. I don't. In, in later I, years, I, I just, I, I, uh, <laughs> being being from uh, sort of, um, being a feminist of the the nineteen sixties seventies version. Uh, a lot of what we looked at and talked about at the time was was spousal abuse. And there was apparently a lot of spousal abuse in her relationship with Sonny. And uh, when she got away from him, she didn't want to be connected to him again. No, probably not. And, I think, and, uh, and so, I, I, I think I later on, later on, she reconciled. Certainly, when she spoke at Sonny's funeral, she had resolved much of that and spoke with much affection. Well, yeah, and he was, of course, the father of her daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and there is something there that is hard to uh, to completely get rid of once, you know. Sure. Yeah, they were never going to be married again. Although it is funny to think back to TV when they were being pressured and probably given a lot of money uh, by CBS, I think, to... Uh, com- to bring back their their 
uh, variety show mm-hmm. after the after their divorce, and you know, probably because of the money, they agreed to it, and yeah. uh, the Sonny and Cher show came back. This would have been after. Sonny and Cher uh, nosedived, and then Cher came back, and then Sonny had Sonny. His TV show, his abysmal TV show that lasted one summer, <laughs> and then the network said, look, the two of you are best when you're together, and they came back for the Sonny and Cher show. I don't know how long it lasted. This would have been probably yeah, the, the death knell of variety shows anyways. Yeah. But they, uh, but uh, ju- you can just imagine they came back. And, you know, it actually kind of worked because uh, their patter at the beginning of the show was all about how they annoyed each other. Yeah. And it actually, <laughs> it actually kind of worked. Uh, and then they went on and, and did their usual shtick and music and skits. Um, yeah. But anyways, that was that was odd. What we're doing tonight is we're going to have a combination of a uh, top hits show, like you might find on the Ryan Seacrest show. And I'm also going to blend in a few childhood memories. I have a lot of fun memories growing up since my birthday is New Year's. It was the one night a year that I was allowed to stay up, and uh, my dad had a love of old movies and television, so we used to watch the marathons that they would play on TV leading up to the uh, the Times Square celebration. So, of course, um, back in the day, before cable was 24-7, most uh, network stations would sign off for the broadcast day, as it were, after primetime television was over. Of course, some stations had the late shows, but, you know. Anyways, they would fill the time between primetime and the New Year's Eve celebration by showing marathons. So we're going to show some old serials that would air before the uh, feature films in movie theaters, and some of those are going to be some old classics like Laurel and Hardy, and Abbott and Costello, and Our Gang, otherwise known as um, oh, The Little Rascals. <laughs> the Little Rascals, yes, thank you, Toppy. <laughs> and then uh, my dad's personal favorite, Red Skelton. So, Yes, who as a kid, I was convinced that when my parents were talking about that entertainer, that they were saying Red Skeleton. And for years, I thought it was Red Skeleton. I, I uh, believed that as well. Yeah. And believed that he he patted himself down and covered himself up to appear in person. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, DJ, I'm mm-hmm. going to break in here with some childhood memories of my own. Certainly. Since I am somewhat older than you, when I first ran into... Uh, New Year's on the media. I ran into it on the radio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we usually listen to, but not always, the sort of rock and roll station because my sisters were old enough to appreciate that. And they did the Billboard's Top 100 songs before before midnight. And as they reached midnight, they would play the number one song that year and uh, then go off into the ball dropping in New York and what have you because they covered all that stuff. They just covered it differently because it was radio. Mm-hmm. 
And my memories <laughs> from my early life are, are all about radio. I, I We didn't have a television. I didn't live with a television until I was 15 years old. Um, and we only got, and the first two places I lived with television, we only got three stations. And no. not very well, so... Um. <laughs> <laughs> Radio was my thing. <laughs> Duchess, just to, to give me an idea of what year, when you were 15 and you first got that TV, what year do you think we're talking about? Uh, when I was 15, that would have been like 64, 65. Uh, so 65 when you had your first television. Very yeah. good. I imagine it was probably black and white TV. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time... Most shows had not yet transferred to color, so didn't yeah, matter. Yeah, I think. That was more like 66, 67, 68. That's the years when TV programs started to all go all color. And they loved to announce it in the opening credits. They would put, uh, they would put right in there, in color. So, because if your TV was black and white, you wouldn't know. Yeah. So they they wrote it right yeah. in there in color. You know, it's it's so funny because I mean, of course, I'm just a few years younger than than my uh, my uh, counterparts here, but um, I've recently taken to watching a classic on uh, online streaming, and I'm watching That Girl, and it was just uh, such a cute little thing to see. That in that time frame when color was new, they wrote it in to the scripts. And there was this little boy in this episode who had misbehaved. And as part of his punishment, his mother told him, you can watch television, but only in black and white tonight. Uh, that would have been mean. Oh, no. And of course, well, that girl was available in color at the time, was the ad. That's right. Now... Um, in my family, we had a black and white TV for years and years and years. And I can remember when we finally got a color television set because uh, this was in the 70s. And I, there was a television show that was uh, premiering and it was called <laughs> The Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. And the Hulk was green. <laughs> and I wanted to see the Goddamn Hulk Green. And so I had to go up to my grandmother's house to watch the Hulk in color. And so I know that whenever that was, it might have been 78, 79, mm, we still had a black and white TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the only reason we ever got a color TV is that my mother and I saw an ad in the newspaper that said, uh, that this hotel was selling all of their color TV sets cheap. So we went over to this hotel and bought one of their color TVs and brought it home. Hmm. Our first color TV. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a story my dad used to tell that um, when he bought his first color television, he got into a little bit of trouble because he did it while it, while mom was at work and he maybe didn't ask her before doing it. Uh-huh. So apparently there was a brief tenure in uh, their uh, honeymoon stage that uh, they weren't speaking for a while because of that new color television. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) 
um, yeah, that, 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 you know, you don't want to do that on the slide. Not them. Uh, color TVs were a cabillion dollars. So moving from there, um, we're going to go ahead and talk about one of my favorite parts of New Year's. One of the things that we are blending in with our show tonight are two of the big things that uh, happen to go on in New Year's Eve celebrations. Of course, you know, the holiday season's winding down. People have kept their trees up just so that they have something decorating their home when they've got company over to watch the Times Square <laughs> celebration. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a Scrooge or not. You just keep the tree up so that it looks like you bothered to celebrate. So, no. Um, so, one of the things that um, I remember as a child is that after the primetime programming, a lot of stations didn't really necessarily have much content. Of course, you had the late shows, but some stations signed off. And to keep people's interest so that they'd keep watching until the New Year's Eve celebration, they would run marathons of old shows. So um, the first of these programs that I'm going to share with us, and uh, Toppy, were you able to put the link in the chat room? Uh, I'm going to put it in right now so people can follow this. Uh, hang on one second. I've got it right here. Okay. And so, so what you guys will be seeing is going to be a playlist of four different programs. And we're just going to watch a few minutes of it and comment on it. So, um, And if each of my co-hosts would like to follow along, feel free to load that up. And just make sure that your audio from uh, that browser page is muted so that we don't get feedback. Got it. Okay, so if everyone is ready, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start off with the first program here. And let's see if this runs for us. Rome wasn't built in a day. This test of mine proved uh, Crank the volume, DJ. Okay. scientific discovery of the age. Something the world's been waiting for. Rejuvenation. Are you hearing that okay? Just think. Uh, yep. So, you're watching an episode <laughs> of Laurel and Hardy, and it's called Dirty Work. And so far, it looks See like at the uh, door, we've got a couple of gentlemen in a laboratory, and it appears to be in someone's home. And of course, now Good the up. Okay, is, DJ, if yes, you're going to talk over, you got to lower the volume. Sorry. Okay, okay, no problem. Thanks for the tech support. So, um, how's that? Are well, we... I don't hear it at all now, but... Okay, let me cut the difference. Are you hearing it at all? Okay, now I think yeah. you're good. Okay, I'll keep it right there. I'll keep that in mind. So, uh, our, uh, our two Calamity twins here, Laurel and Hardy, have shown up at this, uh, I, I would say maybe an inventor's home. And they've been invited in because they've got a job to do. In this particular installment, they are chimney sweeps. So, um, I'd what could possibly go wrong? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I do remember uh, growing up that um, the gentleman that produced a lot of these fine shows, like Laurel and Hardy, Mr. Hal Roach, uh, he had a home in Elmira, New York. I did not know that. Yes, and there there is um, one of those historical places plaques there 
So when you drive by, you can see that it, it, it at least was one of his homes. Oh, folks, Elmira, New York, very close to Pickle Hollow. Yes. And, uh, of course, one of the other things that Elmira is known for is that um, um, Mark Twain, Samuel Clemens, had a residence there at the college as well. That's true. So uh, we have Stan Laurel, and I forget Mr. Hardy's name. And uh, Oliver, was it? No, wait a minute. I think you're right. I think Stan, Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so um, they are just getting ready to do the work, and they are taking off their coats and rolling up their sleeves. And um, this particular story took place in 1933. So I, I what, would that be around... Uh, well, that would be just before World War II, right? It would have been before. Mm-hmm. And nineteen when? Nineteen thirty-three. Yeah, that would have been long before. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, in searching for some of these clips, I noticed that a few of these were actually silent films, and I didn't realize that Laurel and Hardy had gone back that far. Uh, they did. <laughs> and unlike many, they managed to make the transition from silent to sound. Uh, yeah, they they started out in in silent movies. And so now, just in typical Laurel and Hardy fashion, um, Ollie has pushed Stan into the room and closed the door behind him because he's going to do the job himself. <laughs> and we have the mad scientist-looking type who is just pouring his concoctions at the uh, the lab table there. And now we're back to Stan in the, uh, I guess, the drawing room, getting all ready for Ollie to come down and sweep out the chimney. And I'm right. sure that there's going to be a few... Um, Valued possessions ruined before the job I, is I, done. I think I, that sounded like something. Just to give you a time alert, BJ, mm-hmm. uh, we've got 45 minutes left. All righty. And I suggest if we want to get through our music list, uh, we should uh, uh, get right on it. Certainly. So I'm going to go ahead and get my ancient tech to cooperate here. Okay. Uh, I loved loved Laurel and Hardy. I loved the characters they played. And I think, unlike many, for example, Abbott and Costello got pretty damn sick of each other. I'm, As I recall, these two actors uh, never uh, had that, that time when when they hated each other. I, th- I think they remained friends. Mm-hmm. Unusual. Yeah. Yeah, when when I was looking over some material for Abbott and Costello, I cringed because, of course, their most popular skit is the one I hate the most, the who's on first. <laughs> <laughs> it's the well, one that's that... because everybody tries to do that. Mm-hmm. It's the one everybody goes to. It's what they're most remembered for. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting on my ancient tech here so we can move along to our first song on our next play. So um, the next song that we'll be picking up on 
is uh, one of Sue's songs. So okay, and I do believe that this is Lola. Yeah, so I'm bringing that by on. the Kinks. And uh, DJ, I don't know if they I wrote it, just... but they often obviously recorded it. Yes, I'm sorry, Toppy. Go ahead. Just if I suggest, just play about 20 seconds, mm-hmm. and and then stop it because okay. the uh, talking over doesn't work. Gotcha. Yeah. So okay. So this is uh, Lola, and it is by the Kinks. So okay. And and uh, what was? Uh, just let to... it play for 20 seconds. Yes, sir. Okay, and what was special or about not. that? <laughs> what is not special about that? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, it's a song that took many of us a long time to understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree, because I, you know, I, I'm not sure I still understand it. Well, I, but just just the, the lyrics... Um, just listening to the lyrics, uh, I know my husband's mother, uh, who worked at the same high school that her children went to, and uh, my husband's about four years younger than I am, so they it's, they they rode together in the same car, and they listened to music that the kids liked, right? Mm-hmm. And she listened to this song a whole lot. And the line where it goes, um, oh, let me find this. I printed out the lyrics to all the songs because I can't remember these things by heart as well. But um, And this artist uh, recently deceased. Uh, yes, we've lost a lot of people recently. I think maybe last year. Uh, while you're looking for that, uh, Duchess, uh, 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 Brother Sinaitis, any any thoughts about Lola and this song? I just remember listening to it a lot, and I, it was just a song that was in there. I never really followed it, but it was uh, quite popular. I mean, even in Montana. Yeah, this was yeah, definitely something I, I, I heard. I, on, I think that's because most people didn't. Uh, uh, I guess that it was the line, uh, well, I'm not the world's most masculine man, but I know what I am, and I'm glad I'm a man, and so is Lola, 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 etc. And, and that's just, I mean, that just kind of freaked her out, but she she didn't understand the rest of the song, so, it, I mean, she didn't kind of grab the, the meaning of the lyrics. Yeah. Because a lot of people didn't. It talks about that all through the song about Lalala not being a woman, but she dress she dresses like a woman and and she acts like a woman. And <laughs> so, what do you um, do? You think he's describing a drag queen or uh, uh, someone in transition, or what? What do you think that means? I don't. I'm thinking. I'm thinking a drag queen because of the line where uh, she she looks like a woman, but she talks like a man. Ah, uh, okay. That, so, that. so there's not that um, the hormones that helps your voice slower. Right. Someone who's n- not necessarily trying to pass as a woman. Yeah. Which, which could be a drag queen. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. I, but I, I surely I don't know. I, I, I don't have down here who wrote it so uh 
and I have no background on on either the artist or the uh, or the writer. So yeah, oddly enough, now this is interesting. I certainly remember this on AM radio, and given the content. Uh, did nobody freaking know what he was talking about? I, I don't think so. What? what what's if the deal you, with If that? you go listen to it, it's not really obvious what he's saying. And and it took a while for many people who had been listening to it for months to pick up on any of the 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 verses. Hmm. And and they all say something a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, uh, they're talking about it in the chat room, and there, yeah, there is something about Coca Cola. Yeah, well, the first, the first verses. I met her in a club down in Old so- Soho, where you drink champagne and it tastes like cola, a uh, Coca Cola, <laughs> and then he spells out C O L A Cola. And then the next verse is: She walked up to me and she asked me to dance. I asked her name, and in the dark brown voice, she said, Lola, L-O-L-A, Lola. And then he goes into what I guess is a refrain, Lola, Lola, Lola. Uh, pardon my singing voice. <laughs> <laughs> but it is just an, an incredible song. It, it, nobody, I think nobody really understood it. Certainly, if they had understood it, I don't think they would have played it on AM radio. And it was played on AM radio uh, because back in the day, a lot of us didn't have FM radio in the cars. Yeah, I remember hearing it, um, and I, you know, I was way too young to understand what it was about. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, just... and of course, I only knew that Lola was a dancer. Yeah, she was a dancer. <laughs> um, I remember it, and a great song. And certainly, uh, give us the name of the artist again. It was it was sung by the Kinks. The Kinks. Who is it? But who who's credited like writing it? And... Uh, that I don't know. But oh, okay. let me right. here. Let me Google that. I've he, certainly got. He passed away recently, like in the last two years. And this is what he was known for mainly. I can't remember. I think so. Yeah. Ray, Ray Davies, Shyetti is saying. I don't know. Ray Davies Here. is still alive. An so. English rock band formed in Musclewell. I'm looking at Wikipedia. All right. Well, which is public access, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, regarded the most important and influential rock bands of the era. Really? The band emerged in 1964 at the height of the British rhythm and blues and Mercy Beat and were briefly a part of the British invasion of the U.S., yeah, he he is still alive. The person I'm thinking of, uh, forget it. It's not this guy. It's oh. not the guy. It's not the Kinks. So never mind. Okay. So, yeah. So uh, shall we uh, move on to Brother yeah. C. Yeah, sh- yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, Brother C, what's what you got on there? What's your next song? Well, the next song is kind of a weird one. Um. Oh, wait a second. This is okay. This is my favorite, all-time favorite song. Crank the volume, DJ. Okay, I will get that going. Play it for 20 seconds and then let Brother C speak. Okay. Okay, okay. Now, this is Manfred Mann. Ah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Um, they he was a German um, musician, and he liked to he liked to experiment. And I had put out a one of my little um, song remembrances that I used to do, and somebody pointed out that uh, he also did this song, which is a um, bluegrass song. And, of course, I mean, the person that pointed it out to me was Country Wes. Imagine him getting into uh, bluegrass. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I, it, it just hit me. It's, it's, it's just an interesting song. It's kind of depressing. It's kind of dark. But um, I, just, I just love this one. All right, and I'm gonna. I want to ask DJ play mm-hmm. 20 seconds and nobody talk because sure I want to hear this. Okay. Um, Brother C, I got a question for you. So, bluegrass, this is a genre, you know, I've certainly heard of it, but how does it differ from country or, like, what is bluegrass? Well, bluegrass is kind of a folk music out of the Appalachia. Um, Ah. It's got a strong Scottish background. Um, They are radical, no electric music. Um, All their instruments are acoustic. Mm -hmm. And, well, that's one of the things with this song. I mean, when Mantard Man did it, he had uh, electrical instruments behind him. But, um, and it's... It's you know very it's 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 almost folksy, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean it's uh, there's a big uh, festival in Colorado here um, in um, one of our ski resorts in the summertime where you got to be about two years ahead to get tickets to it. <laughs> we because uh, it's so brother C, we've got one here in Trumansburg, New York. Uh, the name escapes me, but it's a it's a huge bluegrass festival that people come all over. Yeah. For oh, wasn't it something in the grass? Um, probably grassroots. Okay. Grassroots in Trimmonsburg, New York. Yep. Um, I you know I have to say uh, this song I uh, not too familiar with. Definitely not played on AM radio top 40. <laughs> no, no. This was one of Manfred Mann's, uh, you know, lesser known songs. It was, you know, filled up the album. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Manfred Mann is a one-hit wonder. It was in the summertime, uh, his first song, uh, previous song. And just to show you how versatile he kind of was, I mean, the, uh, the group that did that one was a jug band. Ah. Uh. I like the sound. I really yeah. like it. What's the next one? Okay. Uh, the next song on our list would be yours, Toppy. Oh, uh, remind me what it is. I Believe in Music. Okay, yeah. The, this is another song. Um, 
uh, that uh, would would have been from that sixth grade sing, but I uh, I do remember it from AM radio, but more from the sixth grade sing. Why don't you play about twenty seconds of that? Okay, I'm just slapping around my tech here. Let me get to there. Yeah, I remember this mainly from uh, that art teacher that that, and we sang in the chorus and. And actually, that was the title of our sixth grade sing, I Believe in Music. And uh, who, who who was the artist? Was that Mac Davis? Mac Davis is what you have down. I believe so. Here we go. Okay. Well, I could just sit around making music all day long. As long as I'm making music, I know I can't do nobody wrong. And who knows? All right, folks, I am just trying to get this to stop. I'll just turn that down. Uh, I don't know if that was the song I thought it was, but anyway, I don't. <laughs> That particular song. What I remember is the refrain. I believe in music. Da 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 da. I believe in love. Is that the song? That's the song. Okay. All right. Well, folks, I included that simply because of my memories of that in the sixth grade sing in Pickle. Isn't this one of those songs out of the Brill House in New York? Uh, anybody? I don't know. The Brill House was a kind of a factory of um, songwriters and uh, groups. Uh, Mac Dave, well, Mac Davis, I think, was in there. Um, who was? I can't remember a couple others, um, but yeah, I mean, they were known for a lot of uh, these snappy hits. Um, it could be. I don't know the history of it at all, but I do remember singing it and. Uh, and that's that's why it became. A- yeah, and I'm not having good luck finding anything about it. <laughs> All I can tell you is that that, that that what you played is not what I remember at all. So okay. I don't. Okay. Well, there were a few different versions of it, so I, I hope that I found the right one. <laughs> well, you probably did. I think you found what he was, what he told you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. that's okay. it, sir. Uh, all right, let's uh, move along because. Uh, we got a lot of songs to get through. Okay. Well, um, it's to, considered the country pop. Right. Yeah. Music. And if I can get you folks to vamp for a moment, because I am uh, trying to get my tech to cooperate here. Let's okay. See. Naughty tech. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to close some of this stuff. I've got a thousand things open, so I can look at more stuff. I'm going to look in the chat room. There's a few uh, new names I'm not sure I mentioned earlier. Mean Keen uh, has joined us. So has Nowhere Chrissy. Hi, Chrissy. Oh, uh, so is George in Atlanta. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, I don't know what that was. What uh, was that, this DJ? Is, uh, that wasn't it, anything I was playing. It oh, wasn't? No. Who played that? Somebody played it. <laughs> Maybe that was the ringtone for George in Atlanta. It, it wasn't me. 
<laughs> I didn't play anything. <laughs> well, it went down when I closed some some. Oh, it was one oh. of her royal subjects. They they have those you know those iPod things. <laughs> it's oh. true. I closed some. I closed some uh, because I've been looking up these songs on on Google. Ah, So what you're supposed to be playing is Born This Way. Yes, and um, I may advance ahead here, so bear with me. Um, Okay. Um, Until until DJ finds it, uh, Duchess Sue, why don't you tell us about this selection of yours? This is by Cindy Lauper. No, no, you're you're, you're you're behind. I'm behind. Oh, where are we at? Yes, um, I'm gonna. Tr- if, I'm gonna try. What are we doing? A, I'm gonna try a different approach here. Uh, okay. Let's see. Sorry about the delay, folks. Closing things. Okay, come on. Does it, I could sing a few more bars of "I Believe in Music." <laughs> I, guess, I guess I won't. Never mind. Let's see. Okay, naughty tech again. All right. Well, I'm going to try to play this from uh, where I'm at and see if you hear this. So, does everybody still have their tree up? Sue? No. No. I never. I um, never put one up. Oh. I did not decorate for Christmas this year. Oh, Duchess uh, Sue, we are of a like mind. <laughs> and my tree is up every uh, twelve months out of the year. It's just at Christmas time we put some red bulbs on it. Oh, well, right. Seems, is this a tree that's in your house? Yeah. And well, it is a fake tree too. Oh, it's a fake tree. Okay. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those accent pieces in the corner, and we pull and, it out and, a little so further. It's, and it's put, not. Is it a fir tree? Well, it's, I think it's, actually, I don't even think I know what it is supposed to represent or what kind of tree <laughs> it's supposed to be. It just looks like a pine tree. And mm. and in the summertime, we just have a few lights on it and it's in the corner in yeah. out of the way. And in the Christmas time, we pull it out, put some red balls on it and oh. put the gifts underneath it. And um, that, that works. That. Uh, we tend to celebrate Christmas at various other people's homes. As a matter of fact, I still have one more Christmas to go through. <gasps> no, you poor girl. Weekend. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it's just one more. We only have adult children, so. Oh, adult children. Yes, I, there I, are I, yeah. small children. Small children Christmases are a little more difficult. I'd agree with that. Especially if you don't know them. So this next song is one that came out um, in the early 2000s. And this was during another important time in my life. This was just before I was turning 30. And as many of you know, I'm a huge Cyndi Lauper fan. And this was an important period of her career as well because she was just changing recording labels. Now, unfortunately... The label that she went with, and it, the name escapes me right now, actually went through bankruptcy. So a new album that she recorded never got released. Um, so okay. I'm about to play for you a song by Cindy Lauper called Shine. This has a little bit of a club intro because this version was used uh, during Queer as Folk from Showtime. Ooh. Do you remember Queer as Folk, Toppy? Uh, I wish you hadn't asked me that. 
I'm I'm a gay guy, but I've never seen queerest folks. Jeez, I oh boy, I hate to even admit it. <laughs> I think oh, I might that or parts of it. <laughs> well, it, it, the, there was, of course, um, an original British version, but then there was a, a remade American version, which is the one that I'm talking about, and that was on the Showtime channel. And um, yeah. we used to have parties for queers folk, or my circle of friends and I, mm-hmm. and uh, we would have it for, like, the season premiere or the finale. I, I can't remember which it was, but... Um, that particular song came out at the end of Queer as Folk, and so that was a special club mix version that was used for that show. But yeah, she she was going through a period of transition. She was about to change over to a, um, a new label, and she was going to have a different image. She had some very club-friendly songs, and... It took a couple of years after that before she was able to release the songs because she had to actually get the rights back after the label folded. Uh, so It says in Wikipedia that it was released in Japan in 2004, mm-hmm. which she was releasing exclusively in Japan in 2004. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was ready in 2001, but Adele Records... The label it was recorded with folded. Yeah, it was a very sad time because um, I had pre-ordered my copy. And then if I remember right, I couldn't get the copy because, um, well, the company went under. (laughs) Well, it does say that leaked tracks from the demonstration disc quickly circulated on the Internet. Mm -hmm. And by 2002, Lopper realized there was no point in trying to release it. Mm. In widespread fashion, mm. two EPs were released instead. One sh- was also called Shine, and the other was called Shine Remixes. Mm-hmm. Big meanie uh, <laughs> record companies. <laughs> yeah, they do things like that. And all right, so I'm going to uh, slap my tech around a little bit here and see if we can go ahead okay. and move on. Yeah, uh, we're running out of time, so we'll just. Uh, have to pick up the speed. Yes, we, we may not get through everybody's list. I think no, I think we if can. If we don't, I think we could probably do one more song each, maybe. All right, um, that'll be fine. So let's see. Uh, before we move on to your song, Sue, let me go okay, ahead and. You aren't going to sp- try and play "Shine." Uh, I didn't hear it. Oh, I thought I played it. Yeah, oh wow. It didn't come through. Oh well, okay. Um, I, I'm I'm sure that you could find many copies of it on YouTube. I, I'm sure you can because I I'm guessing that uh, it's still still uh, circulating broadly on the internet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you're going back to my stuff, we're going to do Dylan's "Blowing in the Wind." Yes. Yeah, so I'm waiting for my tech to respond, and we'll get that going here. So, what do you remember about this song, Sue? Well, gee, this was—I um, don't know. This is just sort of the young freewheeling. We're all going to, you know, in the late '60s and early '70s, there was this group of people they called hippies. And these people had this idea that we were going, because we were, technology was making things easier and we were, we were going to be able to work less hours. 
we were going to have more leisure time. We were going to need to know how to do things with leisure time. You know, so we weren't just laying around doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were productive. And they were talking about maybe uh, living more sustainably, maybe growing some of our own food. Uh, and that kind of, and that, that kind of stuff just, uh, they, they did not realize that what happened with all this wonderful technology is we were going to work twice as long. Uh, <laughs> and we were going to, to, to chase after, um, possessions, you know, but this is sort of, this sort of reminds me of that. Uh, of that year, of that time frame, with that sort of, uh, everyone's going to have more leisure time. We're going to do more productive things. We're going to, we're we're going to live happier, more sustainable lives. Okay, so I think I should be able to get that going now, and you'll have to let me know if you're hearing this. And crank, crank the volume, not yet. Yep, I'm waiting on it. Yeah, you ought to turn this up, of course. You know this is Dylan. Right. Ha! <laughs> and he is and he is a god there thereof. <laughs> and waiting on tech. Okay. I hear it, but it's real low. Okay. And no, no page clipping. <laughs> the answer is blowing in the wind. This also had a strange. They had a strange. Had a strange connection to the people. The Vietnam War, you were saying. Uh huh. You need to play a couple more lines of this. Okie dokie. Because I talked over it. Let me try to get it going again here. <laughs> Just start from where you're at. Yes. Can some people exist before they're allowed to be free? Sorry for the dead air, folks. Just waiting for tech. We hear it right now. Can a man turn his head? And pretend that he just doesn't see the answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind. You can cut it off right there. Okay. That sort of thing. Uh, I think everybody remembers this, don't they? The only thing, they- I have always had a love-hate uh, relationship with Dylan. <laughs> he writes some of the greatest songs, but he should let Joan and several other people <laughs> sing them. He can't sing. <laughs> well, he can sing about as well as I can, and I love to sing, but I don't sing in public very often because I sound so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, his, you know, let uh, Joan and Odetta and a lot of those. Uh, singers back then doing well, yeah. it him doing it because he wrote great songs but um, yeah I, you can pick his singing away from a 
mile away because he's uh, yeah he's certainly i think as as uh we all age there will be people that uh cover his records and and his songs and we and many people win, will enjoy them much more well also uh, some of his more recent so- uh records have been he seems to have learned how to sing a little bit he seems to have what he has seemed to have learned to sing a little bit because um, one of his, uh, well, actually, I guess he was 10 years old already, but he was a good uh, good singer on that one. And it was good. Uh, but I, in fact, I can't even remember the name of the song or the album. But but when he was younger, he, you know, he just was not a great singer. I don't, I don't know. I suppose part of that... I, he had a, a, this really gravelly voice, and you're right. As he got older, it seems to have cleared up, and his his singing sounds better. Yeah. But of course, the gravelly voice has never bothered me. If you would look at my list and the last one on it, but uh, yeah, I think you know. <laughs> oh yeah, it was more more the, his <laughs> affectations. Yeah, uh, yeah. But but I think you know. I think. I think when he shined, he was a live performer. You know, mm-hmm. you, you had to hear him live, and I think that was when he was magical. Yeah, I've never seen Dylan live. I've seen a lot I, of people, but never got and never picked up on him. I saw him when he, um, on a slow train, mm. and of course, I unfortunately the opening band was Stevie Ray Vaughan. And that was why I was there. <laughs> <laughs> that does not surprise me at all. A lot of people went to see the opening bands. <laughs> well, yes, yeah. <laughs> On, of, of everybody, I you know. Uh, just a quick question. I'm just curious, mm-hmm. uh, Brother C. Uh, are there any concerts that? Today you you are going to are you do you still go to concerts? The Denver Symphony Orchestra. Okay, <laughs> that that counts. No, the yeah, well, orchestra. The Denver Symphony. Ah, I, I'm not. You know, actually, popular music now. I'm not really. Um, I guess it was about thirty years ago, and of course, I mean, I that was what I learned that you don't celebrate your thirtieth birthday going to a Billy Idol's concert <laughs> oh my lord <laughs> I, 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 oh lordy i have a billy idol story but i'm not going to tell it tonight uh, <laughs> why uh why don't we get through a few more songs We've sure got about 10 nine minutes left okay well i think we'll go ahead and uh, go to brother sinatus's next song so um the next one you have is by the young bloods brother sinatus yep Okay, so I'll play a brief moment of that here, if I can get things to cooperate. Let's see. Right. Crank it. Yes, sirree. I hit the button. I mashed it. Let's see. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Okay. We hear it in the background. All right, I'll turn it up here. Be my pillow Take my hand And let me sleep In the coolness of your shadow In the silence 
Okay, so that was Darkness, Darkness by the Youngbloods, and what was special about that to you, Brother Well, Sneeze? I mean, this was another one that I found later in life, but uh, uh, Youngbloods were known for their one song, Come Together, mm-hmm. and then when I tripped over this one, they were interesting in that they had, well, they had a little bluegrass in there background too and the the song starts out kind of like a bluegrass with with electricity but then all of a sudden halfway through it it bounces to psychedelic music which is you know is very interesting that you know those two are side to side and this was a song that um, was very popular among the troops in Vietnam at the t- uh, back in the 60s Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Now, uh, George in Atlanta in the chat room said he's not sure he's ever heard that song, and I have to agree. This does, did not sound familiar to me at all. So, it as a was... listener of AM radio, I probably never heard it. Probably uh, not. This would have yeah. been played on FM radio if at all. This was off a 1969 album entitled Elephant Mountain. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that would have I'm, certainly been a title from 69. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. Um, what's, uh, what do we got next? Okay, well, the next song would be yours, uh, Toppy. You've got a song by Terry Jacks. Uh, give me the title. Seasons in the Sun. Seasons in the Sun. Oh, wait, you oh, this folks. Is a, this is a good, this is an excellent Wait, do, Yeah, wait, do you hear this? Can you? other since we were nine or ten together we've climbed hills and trees learned of love and abc skinned our hearts and skinned our knees goodbye my friend it's hard to die when all the birds are singing in the sky now that Okay, so what do you remember about that song, Tommy? Well, what made it special? I remember AM radio played the hell out of it. It was yeah, it was played over and over as these I don't know how far up in the charts it reached, but it certainly must have been popular. It was heard every day, all day long. And I just remember it. I remember oh, this. My- this just sad, sad song, and we heard it every day for months and months. <laughs> and that's that's why I, that's why I, uh, uh, you know, I put it on there. I just remember it. It's in my brain, and it was such a, uh, you know, oh my god, the saddest. Oh, jeepers! I don't know. <laughs> Anybody else remember this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Brother C, what do you remember about this? What the hell was it about? What the what was the problem with this guy? Was he just depressed or what? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I mean, it's just that, you know, it's... Uh, it, it, was, it was played a lot also on, on FM radio stations. Um, the Wikipedia tells us it's an English language adaptation of the song La Moribond by Belgium singer-songwriter Jacques Briel. Wow. With lyrics by, with the lyrics by American singer-poet Rod McEwen, which okay. is what I was reacting to earlier because I don't know if you know Rod McEwen, but he's 
well, anyway. Uh, it became a worldwide hit in 74 for Canadian singer Terry Jacks. And a hmm. Christmas number one in 1999 for Westlife. Wow. Oh. I did not know any of that. Hmm. Well, um, we're nearing the top of the hour here, so I wanted to go ahead and finish out. Um, I'm going to mention a couple of songs that were on my list, but we didn't get to play tonight. Now, um, of course, we've lost a lot of important people in 2016. uh, We started the year off by losing David Bowie, and we most recently lost uh, Carrie Fisher and her mother, Debbie Reynolds, but um, one of the music legends that we've just recently lost was Mr. George Michael. And I was reading that a few years ago, he had a terrible case of pneumonia back in 2011. And uh, within a year of recovering from that ordeal, as one tends to do when you have a near-death experience, he wrote a song and performed it called White Light. Now, that was on my list, and I wanted to play that, but if you get a chance to look for it, White Light was released, I want to say, in 2012. Uh, It's a very good song. And then uh, I wanted to also play a song by a group called Gossip, and in the same tone of uh, needing hope and support of the community going into a new year, um, this is a song about standing in the way of control. So if you get a chance to listen to that, some of the lyrics are, um, your back's against the wall, you've got no one else to call, you're forgetting who you are, and you can't stop crying. So if, if you need a song where you don't feel alone, listen to Standing in the Way of Control, because that's a very good song of empowerment. So um, as we lead ourselves out here and we wait for the uh, girls from nowhere to take over the stream, um, go ahead and tell us where we can find you, Mr. Toppy Smelly. Uh, you can always find me at thesmellcast.com. And uh, on Twitter, I'm Smellcast. And uh, you can always uh, check in on me there. And Brother Sinatus, where can we find you nowadays? Well, as Toppy found out, I'm not on Twitter much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> True. And where can we hear you from time to time? Uh, on the Seder Sphere. Uh, just uh, Moose and I do some guessing and uh, of uh, this mystery musical. And maybe Bro. something will happen someday. Yeah, we're almost. Okay. And of course, you can find the Duchess Sue and I on the faraway nearby at tfnpodcast.com. So, as we lead you out, I'm going to go ahead and play for you a special recap of the last year. According to my parents, raising children of the country, all cities were bad. Most of my time is really good because I spend a lot of it reading and having good cups of coffee. I was 16. I ended up uh, switching over to PBS. I found an episode of To the Manor Born. It was the beekeeping episode. But no, <laughs> that doesn't happen because it's a family function. And why would anything go as planned? The music that I listened to when I was young is the same music they're listening to. (laughs) And I don't quite get that, but whatever. I thank you for that illustrious introduction. Hi, I'm Jim. Nice to meet you. They drove off with a truckload that was just littering my basement, and I couldn't (laughs) be more elated. 
of moving to the mountains of Colorado and living in a log cabin where no one can access me, I had a good time. This show is a proud member of the Pride 48 Podcasting Network. Check out other great podcasts at pride48.com slash shows.